0: Loving Liberty Network proudly presents Heroes and Heroines, a weekly broadcast by Lawrence W. Reed, President Emeritus of the Foundation for Economic Education. Larry Reed has written nearly 2,000 articles and columns and is the author of eight books. Most recently, the thought-provoking was Jesus a Socialist. Loving Liberty welcomes you to Heroes and Heroines by Lawrence W. Reed. Nazi Germany forced France to surrender. On June 22, 1940, a day later, Adolf Hitler himself toured the conquered capital of Paris, where he personally ordered the destruction of two memorials to heroes from the First World War. One of them was of a remarkable woman named Edith Cavell. Her story is an example of the age-old tragedy that repeats itself every single minute somewhere in the world a genuinely good individual whose life is snuffed out by some lousy government for a stupid purpose. Born in 1865 in Swordston, England, Edith Cavell was 30 when she chose nursing as a professional career. The inspiration had come to her while caring for her father during a serious illness from which he recovered. During her training, she worked at several hospitals and later traveled around southeastern England treating patients in their homes for illnesses from appendicitis to cancer. She earned a sterling reputation for her attention to detail, a congenial bedside manner, and, says one biographer, a ferocious sense of duty. At the insistence of a surgeon in Brussels, she went to Belgium in 1907 and became instrumental in the founding of Belgium's first school of nursing. Cavell was soon training aspiring nurses for three hospitals, and 24 schools, and 13 kindergartens in Belgium. She came uh, to become the first matron of the Birkendale Institute in Brussels. Then the guns of August 1914 heralded the beginning of World War I. It was supposed to be the war to end all wars, the conflict that would make the world safe for democracy. It would prove to be, of course, nothing of the sort. It was one of the most senseless and destructive conflicts ever. More than a century after its end, World War I remains an enigma to people everywhere. We take history courses and still ask, what was it all about? Or what could possibly have justified the unimaginable slaughter and devastation that it caused? Its main result was to make inevitable an even deadlier conflagration a quarter century later. Perhaps few adventures in history were more absurd in origin, outrageous in duration, and counterproductive in their consequences, than the one that began when an obscure obscure royal Austrian oddball was assassinated in Sarajevo in June 1914. One of every eight British men who served on the Western Front in World War I died in the trenches or in the ghastly death zones that separated them. Casualties, the wounded in addition to the killed, totaled a staggering 56%. Though it was the first war in which disease claimed fewer men than combat, that may not be due to medical advances as much as to the ruthless precision of machine guns and shellfire and the endless violent gridlock of trench warfare. When Germany occupied Belgium in the fall of 1914, the Kaiser's troops allowed Edith Cavell a citizen of an enemy country, England, to stay in charge of her institute, but they kept their eyes on her as she treated combatants from both sides in the hospital and her training school. Who could have found fault with Cavell if she had chosen instead to flee for home in England? A testimony to her courage, she not only remained, she joined the Belgian underground at the first invitation. Her new mission was to rescue Allied soldiers separated from their units. One biographer, Jack Batten, writes that for the next nine months, she sheltered escaping soldiers in her hospital, using trickery to keep the suspicious Germans from discovering them. She helped arrange a secret route to neutral Holland and back to England at great personal risk, enabling soldiers of all ranks to slip through German lines. Using the Institute as part of an elaborate Allied escape route, Edith Cavell was responsible for upwards of a 1,000 soldiers eventually making their way home. Brussels, at the time, was teeming with an estimated 6,000 German spies. Perhaps it was only a matter of time before Cavell's activities were uncovered. More than once, she narrowly escaped capture. German suspicions led to Cavell's arrest on August 3, 1915. Accused of treason, she was court-martialed and found guilty, then sentenced to death by firing squad. Among the notes that she wrote while incarcerated was a September 14, 1915 letter to a group of nurses, thanking them for flowers they had sent to the jail. She ended it with these words, quote, In everything, one can learn new lessons of life. And if you were in my place, you would realize how precious liberty is and would certainly undertake never to abuse it. To be a good nurse, one must have lots of patience. Here, one learns to have that quality, I assure you. At her subsequent trial, the prosecution posed only a dozen questions. From the first, she answered truthfully and boldly. Yes, she had helped hundreds to escape, and she was proud of it. When asked if she realized what she was doing and that it was to the disadvantage of Germany. She bravely replied that her preoccupation was, quote, to help the men who applied to me to reach the frontier and to freedom. Once across, they were free. At dawn on October 12, 1915, at the age of 49, she met her fate with fortitude and without the slightest sign of fear. She had told her, the uh, the chaplain the night before, Standing as I do in view of God and eternity, I realize that patriotism is not enough. I must have no hatred or bitterness toward anyone. That would be a tall order for any mortal in a similar situation. But Cavell was a pr- woman of profound faith and confidence. Putting one's own life on the line in defiance of earthly power, especially in the defense of lives and the freedoms of others, is a powerful inspiration. I am grateful for it, and I hope that if I ever found myself in circumstances similar to those of Edith Cavell in 1915, that I could muster even half the courage that she did. For Heroes and Heroines, this is Lawrence Reed. Join us again next week for Heroes and Heroines by Lawrence W. Reed. Broadcasts are archived at lawrencewreed.com and lovingliberty.net, home of a growing network of allies for liberty.